So I really started I, the Skinny Confidential with the intention to provide value to the audience. Like I wanted to get those tangible tips and tricks that people were doing and put it all in one space. But yeah, the Skinny Confidential, here we are now. It's a book, a podcast, a brand, and a blog. I knew that it was a long-term play and that I was going to do anything that I needed to do to make it happen and I would figure out a way to make it happen. So it's not more like, oh, I think I'm great. I just roll out of bed and I'm gonna be where where I am, you know, where I wanna be. It was more like, I knew that there was nothing standing in my way to execute my vision and I would not be physically able to sleep at night if I, if I didn't execute it. I knew that if I did the, the formula that I had in my head that I would be where I am today and hopefully in 10 years where I wanna be in 10 years. When I do an Instagram story that's gonna be up for 24 hours, I am focused on what is the takeaway for the audience. Like there, there has to be something that is not wasting their time. I do not want to waste anyone's time. So off that comes the educate, entertain, inspire. And if you can do all three at once, that's, a, that's like a unicorn. Welcome to another edition of American Real, where this week we bring you Lauren Everts Bostic, founder of The Skinny Confidential, a blog she started out of passion a decade ago and is now her media empire. Lauren and I have a very casual yet real conversation through an interview over the computer. We get into a micro discussion about how she started on her path as an entrepreneur looking around for white space. Lauren is all about creating value for her community giving us the backdrop of why she blogs, how creating a brand is a long-term play, and an explanation of her five pillars that she lives by each day. We talk books, why podcasting is the future, and the podcast she records with her husband, Michael, the skinny confidential, him and her. Lauren discusses her daily routine and the importance of a color-coded calendar. So I invite you to sit back and relax as I welcome Lauren Everts, Bostic. Welcome to another episode of American Real, everyone. This is Roger Brooks, and today my very special guest is Lauren Everts Bostic. You have turned your passion for beauty, wellness, and no censor advice into one of the most distinctive blogs on the planet, The Skinny Confidential. In partnership with your husband, Michael, you host the cheeky entrepreneurial podcast, The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, which has over 50 million downloads. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I wanted to start out, you guys made a, a pretty big announcement on September 9th, you and your yeah. husband. I am pregnant. It's <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. We're very excited. We decided to wait five months to put it on social media just to have the intimacy between each other uh, and, and not have any outside opinions. And so um, we announced probably two weeks ago and, um, you know, we got, we have a uh, four months to go. Can't wait for a glass of wine, but okay. it's been good. I've had an easy pregnancy. That's great. And I listened to the episode and you 
you uh, played a prank on on Taylor. Yeah, I'm friend. So, you know, just taking a step back as the listener, um, it was hard to tell if he knew if you guys were serious or not. What what did what was your impression? He he had no idea I was pregnant. Like none. That was completely candid on air. Um, and we joked with him at first that we were separating and getting a divorce. Right. That's his worst nightmare to have to choose between Michael or me. So we joked, we joked around with him and then we told him and he was flabbergasted. He couldn't believe it. Can you take us back to the earlier days? We have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to our show and it's always great to hear a success story, but sometimes it's, it's hard for people to understand all the work that goes into it, right? It doesn't happen overnight. You don't become a success overnight. You were in college, you, you know, you had, a, a, you know, some, a couple of jobs and, and you came up with this idea, but can you take us back to those early days? And yeah, yeah. I started blogging 10 years ago. I was attending San Diego state university, going to school, 19 units, the full, like the full thing. Um, and I was bartending after school, and then I was teaching pure bar and Pilates, which are exercises in the morning. And I noticed that there was like this void. There was a void that wasn't being fulfilled. And looking back now from the outside, it was that I was missing that entrepreneurial, like, like I needed something that was challenging me and that I could do on my own terms. I just didn't know it at the time, which is why I recommend people really throw themselves into things, launch fast and adjust as you go, which I'm sure we'll get into. But um, I, I just noticed that I was a little bit depressed almost. And I think, I think it's because I didn't, I didn't have that, that, like I said, that entrepreneurial thing. So I started to look around and see white space. And I saw that these sororities were charging these women $800 a semester to have friends and community. And at the same time, I wanted to be able to pick, you know, their, their brains about their tips and tricks and share my tips and tricks with them. But to do that, you had to pay. So I thought, how can I do this online? And not only how can I do it online, how can I do it by connecting people from Japan and Australia. Like I want to know what someone from Korea's skincare tips are, or how can I find out the girl in Minnesota, what she's doing and how can I bring it all together in one space and make it free and create my own online community. That's not catty and doesn't have all these politics and dynamics. Um, so I really started I, the skinny confidential with the intention to provide value to the audience. Like, I wanted to get those tangible tips and tricks that people were doing and put it all in one space. And uh, I knew I wasn't going to make money at first. I knew this was a long-term play that I was creating a brand and that off that brand, I would launch tons of different things. And so I was very patient. Um, even looking back on myself now, I try to practice the patience that I had. I was very patient. I didn't make a dime for three years. I blogged every day for seven years excuse me, I blogged every day for three years without making a dime. Then after three years, I started to monetize, um, which is where we are now 10 years later. But um, it's definitely something like you, you mentioned earlier that it's, it is a, it's, it, it's a medley. It's right. It's hard work. It's discipline. It's um, patience. It's strategy. It's 
time management. There's so many different things that go into it that people don't see. Um, but yeah, the Skinny Confidential, here we are now. It's a book, a podcast, a brand, and a blog. That's so awesome. And I, I heard Will Smith, uh, he has a quote, a famous quote that he tells people that he always knew that he would be where he is today. He just says, you know, none of you just didn't know. You all didn't know yet. Did you feel that back then? Like, did you feel then that you would reach where you are today? Did you feel it and believe it? Or did you have that self-doubt? You know, what was the reality of, of your trajectory? That's really funny that he said that because I've said that in a lot of interviews too. I've said I, I knew that if I did the, the formula that I had in my head that I would be where I am today and hopefully in 10 years where I want to be in 10 years. Um, but that almost sounds cocky when you say it like that. It's not that I was that I was cocky about it. It was that I knew that it was a long-term play and that I was going to do anything that I needed to do to make it happen. And I would figure out a way to make it happen. So it's not more like, oh, I think I'm great. I just roll out of bed and I'm going to be where, where I am, you know, where I want to be. It was more like, I knew that there was nothing standing in my way to execute my vision. And I would not be physically able to sleep at night if I, if I didn't execute it. So um, I, I relate to that quote. And where do you, where does that come from? Have you always been like this since you were young? Where does the, the, the drive, the confidence um, in your own abilities? Because again, many people have fear around it. And, and we will get into some of that, especially around producing content. But I just want to go back if we can even earlier, like in high school, middle school, what were those times like for you? Where did this, where did it come from? Where was it? from your parents, from your grandparents? I, I definitely think that, that confidence, and, and Ed Milet talks about this, who we were talking about earlier, it comes from you. And the reason I say that is because if you're not going to feel confident with yourself, how do you expect anyone else to make you feel confident? Like it's wild, you, want, you don't wanna feel confident, but then you want other people to feel confident in you, it makes absolutely no sense. It has to start with you. And how you, to get really micro with you, how you maintain that confidence is you keep the promises that you make to yourself. So, you know, when I wanted to write a book, I said, I'm gonna write every single day for 30 minutes from this time to this time. And I kept those promises to myself and I figured out a way to make it happen. And I think figuring out was like, if we're going back to my childhood, that was my entire childhood. If I wanted something, I figured out a way to make it happen. Um, you know, I, I grew up in an area that was a uh, very affluential and my family was like just normal, wasn't poor, but wasn't, wasn't, you know, where everyone else was in the area. So what that did is it kind of made me find creative strategic angles to get what I wanted to, to like continue to lift myself up. And I don't just mean financially. I mean, you know, maybe everyone had something and I would have to go, I'd have to go work for it. I mean, I was work, I've been working since I was 14 years old, whether it's boutique restaurant, I would always figure out ways to make it happen. Um, and I think that, that that was the figuring it out thing was probably instilled by my parents. 
Um, my parents never told me what I was going to be. They never told me what they wanted me to be. They just let me be me. And, and still to this day, like if I go out to dinner with my dad, it's the same conversation that I'm having on the podcast. Like he understands that, you know, I talk about taboo subjects. I'm very, um, I overshare, I curse. Like he's never stifled that in me. Um, and he always has approached me in a loving way instead of a judgmental way. So that's where I would think it comes from. But I really, at the end of the day, believe that if you don't have confidence in yourself, you can't expect other people to have confidence in you. Um, And I think we're in a day and age right now, too, where people don't want to be other people anymore. Like, I feel like if you look back, people are like, oh, I, you know, I want to be Lauren Bacall or I want to be Judy Garland or all all these actresses back in the day. But now the conversation is, is more like, how can I be the best version of myself? It's a very different conversation. I don't know if that's attributed to social media, but I think people are really focused on just bettering themselves in every single area and like playing hard in every area. That's what I'm I'm seeing that theme lately. 100%. And that's exactly what we try to uh, talk about here on this show, you know, with all of our guests, build the best you, become the best version of yourself, the things that you just said. And I'm seeing it too, more and more every single day. And it's great because Every person has their unique abilities, right? That they could tap into. It's just, you have to find it. For you, it sounds like you found it pretty, pretty early on. And I, and I am curious, you talked about your dad. How, does, how proud is he today? He is proud, but he, he, doesn't, um, he doesn't indulge me, which I appreciate. My husband's the same way. He's he's very proud of me, but he doesn't indulge me. And and the friends that I'm attracted to are the same way. I think that when you're on social media, it's easy to get caught up in reading your own press clippings. And that can be really dangerous. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Holiday. Ego is the enemy. Yes. And I think that, that you have to be very careful as an influencer that you don't start to alienate the people that have supported you. I'm very careful that I still, you know, respond and engage and get in there with the audience as opposed to like, I don't, I'm not trying to be a celebrity and have this facade between me and my audience. Like I'm like, I just want to be like a facilitator where I can have experts on our podcast and talk to supermodels and talk to, you know, movie stars, but also talk to the everyday girl and put it in one place. Um, so to answer your question, yes, of course, my dad's proud and um, he's so sweet. And I'm sure he, he says lots of sweet things behind my back, but he's also not indulgent about it where he's like, you know, you did great when I didn't do great. Like he's very quick to be like, you, you, you know, here's, here's other strategies to do it this way. And like I said, my husband's the same way. They're both the same way. That's great that you have people like that in your life. And my wife is the same way too, which is wonderful. I mean, she's, she's my best friend and my best critic. So you can't ask for anything more than that. Yeah, I mean, you, that's, a, that's the perfect kind of partner. You want that in a teammate. You don't want someone that tells you that you killed it every single time if you didn't. It, exactly. Listen, everyone's a work in progress. It's a lifelong journey. So Lauren, let's talk uh, a little bit about why you blog. 
know, what, what made you, and going back 10 years, you were an early adopter, right? So you were out there before the curve, if you will. And, but what was the inspiration to do it? Do, do you love writing? I know you love community, but what was the, again, the early inspiration for wanting to blog? What I did and I what, what I would recommend to anyone who's listening that's trying to find what they want to really do is I wrote down all my strengths on a piece of paper and all the things I like to do. And I didn't care if it was stupid. So I'll give you an example of something stupid. You know, I, I like to um, embroider. I like to scrapbook. That was one of the ones I wrote down. I like to scrapbook. A lot of people would say, you can't make money off scrapbooking, but wait, bear with me. Then I wrote down, I like to write. Then I wrote down, I like to take pictures. I like to read. I'm interested in what other people's um, routine is. I'm interested in, in what's in other people's beauty cabinet. I'm interested in beauty. I'm interested in skin. Um, I'm interested in creating, designing. I wrote down all these things on a piece of paper. And I, what I did is I mushed them together and created a career out of it. And it's so funny looking back on my childhood, I was scrapbooking like my entire life. And that's a scrapbooking sounds so, like I said, you're not going to make money. What are you going to do with that? Most parents would, would have said, focus on your math homework. And my parents didn't do that. They encouraged me to tap into what my strength was. And I liked to scrapbook. I would get like, you know, so creative with the scrapbook. I have these scrapbooks that are like these works of art from when I was little. And what I was essentially doing is I was blogging without a computer. And so going back to what I did is I just mushed all that together and created a career out of it. So my advice, if you like talking, but you don't like video, okay, maybe that's a podcast. If you, you know, if you like being in front of the camera, but you don't like talking, maybe that's modeling. You just have to really focus in on what your strengths are and mix that together because I can't think of anything worse in life than going to work five days a week and hating it. I mean, that is, that's, it sounds like literally my worst fucking nightmare. So, I mean, I think right now with social media, you do have the power to create and design your own job, your own career, your own future. And you know, I think we're going to see a lot of freelancers soon. I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, working. If they're a writer, they're going to be writing for different blogs or publications. We're not going to see these people anymore go to work nine to five and do what they hate. People are going to start to get really creative. That's just going off on a tangent. No, but I love it because I, I, look, I think that's reality. And I would say, you know, you talked about Ed Milet. He talks about it all the time too. A majority of people go to work and hate their job. A vast majority, you know, probably ninety percent of people. So it's going to be exciting to watch that shift, say, over the next five to ten years. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. You talk about educate, entertain, inspire. Those three things are those things that you're conscious of every day when you put out your content. Those are pillars. Those are so important to me. When I do an Instagram story that's going to be up for 24 hours, I am focused on what is the takeaway for the audience. I am not going to just show a picture of my shoes. Where, where do you get the shoes? 
What did I use to clean the shoes? Where are the laces from on the shoes? Why should you get the shoes? Like there, there has to be something that is not wasting their time. I do not want to waste anyone's time. So off that comes the educate, entertain, inspire. And if you can do all three at once, that's a, that's like a unicorn. So all my content has to, to, and I actually, I would even say educate, entertain, inspire, and maybe even add engage because engage is an important one. Engage is the follow-up. Um, and by educate, I mean, is the audience learned something, um, by entertain, I mean, are they laughing? Uh, do they, do they find it interesting? Is it worth their time consuming? And, um, by inspiring, I mean, what are they taking away and actually applying to their own life that has nothing to do with me? Like that's what gets me off at the end of the day. What have they taken away and what are they doing in their day-to-day life? where they're going to go tell 10 of their friends and they actually become the influencer. Like it's nothing to do with me. They're influencing their friends through things that they've seen. That's, that's the goal. What a great, isn't that such a great feeling too, when that happens? It's such a great feeling. And it's such a great feeling, not wasting someone's time. Like why I love podcasting so much. I just feel like the audience member can get her nails done or, you know, do the laundry or her makeup or she's driving and she's, she's learning or she's laughing or she's feeling inspired to to maybe change something up. That for me is why I do what I do. Like it's the most important thing to me. You mentioned podcasting. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into it, why you started the podcast and from start to where we are today, um, just your overall feelings about the industry. Podcasting is the wave of the future. It hasn't even tapped into its potential. I think in the next five years, you will not even catch anyone listening to music. I think everyone will be listening to podcasts. Um, And I think that the currency that you're selling is time. You're selling people their time. And Time is Postmates, time is Uber, time is Netflix, and people want more time. You know, I get my makeup done twice a week, and people would say, that's that's extra. Why would you do that? I get an hour to myself to return 500 emails. That is valuable time to me. Um, and so podcasting does that, and it is the only medium, the only medium. Not video, not Facebook, not Instagram, not Instagram stories that doesn't take the consumer's time. So, um, you know, Michael and I saw that and we also saw that there was a lack of intimacy on Instagram and Facebook. You know, how many times can we look at a picture? The audience was craving more. So to have someone in your ear every day, you really get to know them on a personal basis. And I think that we saw that. We got into podcasting three and a half years ago. We launched out of our kitchen, no fucking clue what we were doing. And we just continued to put up an episode week after week after week. And then my husband, after about a year and a half, said, this is the wave of the future. And saw the, that women weren't being represented, like at all. It's it's such a male-dominated industry. And so he said, I want to create a network and really 
empower women to start, you know, being the bosses that they are in the podcast space. So he created Dear Media. Um, I don't, I don't have, I don't work on the day to day to that. Um, you know, that's, that's a company that he owns with UTA and, um, they've built, you know, this amazing network for all these incredible, inspiring, talented women to do their thing. And, um, that's been cool to see. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at now in the industry. I think, you know, in the next two years, you'll say Alexa, play me, you know, Ed my let's podcast in the kitchen. You're not going to ask, ask her to play music anymore. It's going to be trying to learn and trying to be educated, entertained or inspired. Love it. I agree with you. And I can't wait to see where that goes. Um, what advice do you have for people who are thinking about a podcast um, but they're a bit gun shy about making that leap into the commitment of it and then actually getting somewhat vulnerable like we're doing today which you and I know once you start doing it you just all you have to do is be yourself I think that the amount of energy that people waste on stewing about things is unreal I don't waste, I, I try not to waste my energy on anything that's unproductive and sitting around thinking and stewing if I should launch a podcast or not is a waste of energy. If they applied that energy towards execution, I think there'd be a different story there in the long run. So I would say if you're out there, you're listening, you're thinking about starting a podcast, either stop thinking about it or launch it and adjust it. It's not going to be perfect. When I launched the Skinny Confidential, I look back on the website. I mean, I thought it was perfect at the time. It wasn't. And it's never going to be perfect. It's like you just have to throw yourself out there consistently, provide that quality content, and listen to consumer feedback and adjust accordingly. Awesome. Can you give us a glimpse into your daily routine? I'm sure people would love to know a little bit about what you do um, for yourself, um, maybe some quiet time in the mornings or anything that you could share would be wonderful. Yeah, my day is different every single day, but what I am a big fan of is batching. So we try to schedule two days in studio with podcast guests um, at Dear Media, or if I'm shooting content, I'll shoot like all day Friday. If I'm writing blog posts, I'll take you know, three hours Wednesday and do that. All my conference calls are on Wednesdays. It just puts your brain in a space where it's not all over the place and chaotic. You just know, like, you know that you're having calls all day Wednesday, so you're not hopping in and off. Um, but as far as my morning, since my days are so chaotic and every day is different, I have to have morning time to think. I don't know how that's going to be when I have a baby. We'll have to see. Um, but, but, you know, as far as right now, I wake up at seven o'clock. I do this thing called light movement hydration. I open the shades right away to let the light come in. I make the bed every morning. I've done that since like, I've done that since I was three. I think something about making the bed is like, it's just, you're, you're setting the tone. And then I immediately walk to get coffee to move my body. Um, and then I tons of water hydrate. I, tr I have essential oils and I have music or a podcast that I listen to. 
I do not touch my phone. I do not touch my phone. I don't, I don't want to be reactive to anyone else's to-do list until 9.15. And at 9.15, my team texts me and they will update me on what they're working on. Um, but before that, I'm listening to a podcast that's typically um, educational. I like something educational in the morning and I've like learned this as I've gone. I don't want gossip. And I do sometimes listen to gossip podcasts, but I don't want that in the morning. It's not the right thing for my brain. So I'll listen to Audible. Um, right now I'm listening to uh, Robert Greene, who I love, um, The Laws of Human Nature, which is so interesting. He was on your show, right? Oh, yeah. I think he's one of my favorite interviews. He's so intelligent. Um, you have to have him on your show. I feel like you would love him. I'd love to. He's great. Very smart. Um, but it's just something that really gets my brain going in the morning. And then um, I work out every single day. I usually work out at about 8 o'clock on my phone, like I said, at 9.15 to talk to my team. And then it's like emails, you know, it's calls that day, shooting, content, going to the office, um, wanting to lay my head down on the pillow every single night. And thinking, okay, how did I move the needle in the right direction of my business? I really try to work on my business and not in it. That was really hard at first, something that I've learned, but I'm getting better at it, I think. Um, and, um, and then at night, it's the like normal wind down, I'm sure that everyone does, which is like, I love to read. We're big on, we, we love like Breaking Bad, we love Netflix. Um, and relaxing at home with my dogs. Dinner, easy. And pretty Used soon. Wine. No wine now. I was now. gonna say, pretty soon you could have that wine. Can't wait. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that. That's, that's valuable because, you know, people like to, you know, they look up to you. Um, you've, done, you've done a lot. You're, you're, you're still very, very young, but you've, you've made a path here that I think others could follow. Not that they have to do it exactly, but it's just good. I'm, I'm really happy you share that because it gives people some perspective. Yeah, uh, and hey, you're really, really, really micro for someone is my calendar is color-coded and planned down to the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. I should mention that. It, it, it says every day, wake up at the same time. It says meditate at the same time. It says you know, right. I have this thing, the morning pages that I do at the same time, my workouts are all in the calendar every single week, driving time, you know, when I'm showering, like that's, that's how micro I get. I have someone that really helps Emily. She's here with streamlining my calendar and making sure it makes sense. Like the calendar has to make sense. You know, you don't want to be doing a photo shoot and then the next day you have to be in hair and makeup for a podcast interview. You want to make it so the podcast interview is the same day as the photo shoot because I'll be made up. So she, so it's like, it's very like, it's it's very like making sure it's strategic. You know what I mean? Because it's a Yeah. If I have to do meetings all day, like let's get all the meetings done in the same day. So I'm not running around town because that's unproductive when I could be at the office. I put emails in my calendar. I put Slack in my calendar. Um, all of this is in my calendar. And I think that that makes a huge difference, time management. Wonderful. Um, I know you have a huge sense for community and that's really important to you. Can you just touch on that? 
number one, why it's important to you and where is this community of yours going? Where do you see it going in the future? Yeah, I think community is why I have a platform. I mean, the, the like-minded women that the Skinny Confidentials brought together is like the foundation of the whole brand. Without a community, for me, like I, I, I wouldn't be stimulated. I think that t- for me to go in the secret Facebook group and see 50,000 women connecting and it has nothing to do with Lauren Everett's, nothing. It's about the girls in Australia doing meetups or Texas or whatever it is. And they're talking to each other about each other's problems. That is like, that's what I sought out to create in the first place. And again, if I could be the facilitator that like brings on all these different experts and, and picks everyone's brain and I'm the human Guinea pig, I'm fine with that. I love that. The community is extremely important, but I would say that I think a lot of influencers aren't taking it to the next level, which is like a community online is amazing, but how are you actually meeting the people and supporting them that have supported you? So, you know, I do meetups this, this weekend, we're doing a brunch with um, like 200 girls. I'll travel. And even if it's not paid, like I'll go, I'll go speak and, and meet people and interact with them in person and, and just really take time. Even if it costs me to interact and engage with all these women that have supported me. Um, and also, you know, there's like so many little things you can do. For instance, I've had a lot of, you know, readers that have asked me to come on their podcast or, do a book report or a blog post. I've, I've said yes to all of that for the last 10 years. I've said yes, 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 yes. It's gone to the point now where I have to, like I said, work on my business, not in it. So I've had to be a little bit more careful, but I think having that connection where they can ask me to be on their podcast or their blog, it's really important to maintain that. And there's this book called The Slight Edge. And it says, never stop doing what you did in the first place to become successful. And I'm not saying I'm successful. I have a long way to go, but I really try to tap into the slight edge, which is like, you, you have to do those things every day that, that made you successful in the first place. And that is engaging in DMs and engaging on comments and making sure I'm giving back to the community. For me, I, I mentored three girls a year, like doing those things, it's, it's very, very, very important to the growth and, um, and to, to the strategy and to, to fulfilling me as a person, the contribution aspect. Incredible. Dave Meltzer always talks about accessibility, making yourself accessible. David you know, Meltzer is really good at that. Yes. And you just said it though. I mean, you said it, the interaction. I think many people are missing the mark with that. Um, when I first started American Real, uh, some friends of mine gave me advice because I started getting a lot of, you know, likes and they're like, and, and I was responding to everyone. They're like, you don't have to respond to everyone. And I, and I said, yes, I do. I, I want to. They took the time to engage. I want to engage back. And I feel like you said, I don't want to stop that for as long as I can, right? Within reason. You know what? This is what I would say. Do a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour at night that's a hundred messages in the morning and a hundred messages at night. It's like, it gets to a point where you, you know, you can, you have to work on other things because you're growing the business, but 
don't, I think I, that people that have influence should never lose that, that engagement. I don't care if you have 50 million followers because those are the people that have supported the platform to get you where you are. So, um, I, I disagree, I disagree with your friends. Sorry to your friends. You, especially in the beginning. Yes. I, mean, I, I, I think I responded to every single email and DM for the first eight years. And then it got to be where I couldn't anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, I think responding is really, really important. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm glad you said that. Well, look, this has been a wonderful conversation. I hope we can meet someday in person um, and, and do another interview, maybe even with Michael as well. Um, but before I let you go, how do people reach you? And if you could just quickly tell us what's next, what can we expect from Lauren in the future? Next is just building the brand. I'm writing another book. Um, they'll definitely be branded Skinny Confidential Products, um, a lot of meetups. And um, I am, like I said, playing a long game. So I'm, I'm being very um, strategic with how I roll out the growth. I think that I don't want to be, I, I want to be the, um, the tortoise, not the hare. Uh, and you can find me on the podcast, it's the Skinny Confidential, him and her, and then on Instagram at the Skinny Confidential, and then the website, skinnyconfidential.com. Well, Lauren, I always ask two last questions, but I'm going to save them so okay. for the next time. I love it. I, I really appreciate your time. It's wonderful to, to connect with you, to meet with you. I know we've been trying to set this up since January of, of this year, so it means a lot to myself and, and our audience. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we can help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.